Welcome everybody to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, season six, episode number 18. Got a very special guest with us today. We got the man, Terry Drake. He is ready to drop some knowledge. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on today. Man, I appreciate you taking some time out of your very busy schedule to be with us this morning. Um, before we jump in, <laughs> hey, for y'all that's listening, hey, this man right here has got his hand in a little bit of everything, which is a good thing. Good thing. So, um, you know, we've been we've been trying to trying to get this thing nailed down for today. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your your, your coaching journey? Oh man, I'm um, originally um, out of Birmingham, Alabama, and um, you know the journey, man. It's 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 been a, it's been a long journey, and basically, um, kind of got started. Um, I went back to my old alma mater, and um, you know, uh, I was in Atlanta, moved back to Birmingham, went back to my old alma mater and kind of the one of the coaches there, uh, actually I was coaching the boys. He had, when I was there, he was kind of working interning there. And so, you know, I kind of got hooked back up, kind of started helping them out. And then um, the girls coach, he's actually, um, his name was actually, his name is Robert Mosley. He's actually uh, with the University of Georgia on the women's side now, assistant coach up there. And, you know, he kind of was like, introduced me to the whole aspect of working out players and working with players and the whole skill development part of it. And from there, you know, saying he began to kind of put me on to, you know, individuals at that time, you know, skill development wasn't really a heavy, you know, or, or, or uh, as, as, as potent or important as it is now. And so many people is into it, but he kind of uh, introduced me to um, um, the teaching concepts of Kevin Eastman who was at that time the assistant coach of the Boston Celtics. And, uh, you know, a lot of things that you probably hear from me today will be uh, foundational points in which, you know, um, came from, actually came from um, Kevin Eastman because that's the foundation of everything that I pretty much um, kind of teach from. And, and, you know, just things, you know, learning through your journey, you learn more. But I had opportunity to meet Kevin Eastman and, um, you know, kind of, you know, I've just been learning from him since then. And then from that point, he introduced me to Gannon Baker. Um, you know, I had opportunity to go meet with Gannon Baker. I uh, had opportunity to go through his training certification, became one of his pro staff level trainers. And then from there, man, everything's been, you know, skyrocketing from there. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I knew, I knew that you had done some stuff with Gannon in, in the beginning. Uh, he's had his hand in a, <laughs> in a lot of lot of trainers, man. Been around the, been around the game for for uh, quite some time. Um, so let's jump right on in, man. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Uh, first question I have for you is, in your own opinion, what is your definition of skill development, and how important is it to the game of basketball? Oh man, you know. As far as skill development, defining it, man, it's kind of like, you know, when I when I try to define it, man, um, it's, it's funny that you're saying that because even in some of my stuff that I'm doing right now, two things that I'm, you know, I do a lot of mentoring. I do a lot of, um, you know, you talk about the things that I have my hands in. You know, I, I'm a, a small business consultant as well. And I help, you know, you know, I help individuals that are looking to get into small business and to start their own business. We take them through a 13, 15 week course. And at the end of it, they actually have their business plan in place. But one thing that, I, you know, I've been stressing to students that are in my class right now, the course right now, is that this is year is going to be a year of branding and skills. Um, it's important that we understand those two concepts of branding and skills, um, because, you know, 
branding is all about who you are and how the customers perceive you. And I'm going somewhere with this. So I want you to kind of hear, hear what I'm saying. And then a definition I gave them um, the other night in class was in, on skills. It, it, the definition is this. It is a skill is the learned ability to perform an action with determined results with good execution, often within a given amount of time, energy, or both. So it's a learned ability to perform. So skill development is, 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 is a, a learned um, ability to perform the action which you seek to perform on the court. So, and, and, and that's one way to look at it, but another you know, a more simpler term that I like to kind of use is kind of like what Kobe used to say, uh, the late great Kobe Bryant used to say, is like having tools in your toolbox. So right. when you think about a worker, a construction worker, when he goes to work, he has to make sure that he has the necessary tools in his toolbox to get the job accomplished once he get on site. So skill development is the same thing. We've got to make sure that these kids and the players that we train have necessary skills or tools in their repertoire or in their toolbox to perform when they get out there on the court. So when the skill development, when you talk about it or you think about a definition of it, that's kind of like what I can break it down as, as having the necessary tools in your toolbox. When you think about it and you say how important it is, it's extremely important because uh, one thing that I get a lot of and you get a lot of and a lot of trainers around the country get a lot of is the, the chasm between coaches, high school coaches um, and, um, a, you know, a U team coaches and trainers. There's a, such a great chasm because everybody, we, we don't take the time to kind of talk about how to, to um, cohesively or uh, together get the kid from point A to point B and use all of the resources that we all have. Um, so, you know, so you have trainers looking at the coaches like, you know, saying you're not playing this kid right. Or you have high school coaches looking at the trainers like, you know, saying, why are you teaching this kid that, that this is not happening in my system? So, you know, we're still um, going back and forth where all of it is important. We all need it. The co high school coach need the AAU coach need and the trainer. We all need to uh, be able to utilize each other and, 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 and benefit from what the expertise that each, that, that each everybody brings to the table. So it's, it's skill, skill development is very important. Man, you know, when you were talking about the tools in the toolbox, I tell the kids all the time, look, you got to have different tools. And just as important as having those different tools, you got to know when to use them, right? You don't you need to use your hammer when you, when you need a, a screwdriver, <laughs> right? Exactly. So exactly. Uh, we got to make sure as coaches and trainers that we're giving kids the tools. And we see that a lot on social media. There's a lot yeah. of coaches and trainers that's giving these kids all these tools, these different types of moves, but the players yeah. got to know when to use those different tools. So that's, that's also very important. So let's talk it's about- It's funny that you said that. You know, yeah. you know I'm sorry about that, but it's funny that you said that because I retweeted something that you retweeted this morning. You know, I woke up and, you know, saying kind of, you know, after I kind of got my day going, I looked at some things, I saw something that you had retweeted from Damon, uh, who's a, Damon Alyssa, who's a uh, great skill trainer in and of himself, he talked about, you know, how kid, you know, so many trainers are trying to teach kids how to snake, you know, snake, snake dribbling and all these kind of things like that. Yeah. When, you know, and we're not even teaching them how to, you know, space and cut right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, they're trying to, double, you know, uh, pull, you know, step back double two times and all this kind of stuff. And what are we seeing, you know, James Harden and all those guys do? And these kids don't even know how to re relocate or how to space. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on out here, man, that, um, you know, literally, man, you know, you get people and I'm not knocking nobody, but you get people that see the lucrativeness of it. They see that, you know, there's a lot of money in this thing. 
Um, and right now they just say, okay, look at YouTube, get a couple of videos, and now they're a skill trainer. You know what I'm saying? So not you know what I'm saying, once again, not not understanding how to make this thing happen, how this how this applies to this, and you know what I'm saying, know, know how to get a person from point A to point B. So it's it's kind of funny, man. Yeah, it is. You know, when you were talking about Kevin Eastman, I know when I first started, the first time I did skill development was back in 2000, uh, mm -hmm. 2001, actually. So it'd be 20 years, you know, in the fall. And when, when mm -hmm. I first started, you couldn't, you couldn't go to YouTube and find, you know, drills. You know, you couldn't go to different <laughs> websites and get this information. So yeah. it was very hard to find information. Because the only way you could get that information was if you yeah. knew a coach or, you know, you yeah. stumbled upon it on the internet. So I used to go to mensbasketballhoopscoop.com and I would literally yeah. buy, you know, all these clinic notes. I'm talking about yeah. hundreds of pages of clinic notes. And I will go through each one of those pages to see if I can find anything on skill development. And during yeah. that time, the only two people you really heard from was Kevin Eastman and Gannon Bacon. Like, that was it, you know? And, and so I would try to get as much information from them as I could, Yeah. Uh, try to add my own little flavor to it. And then over time, you just kind of learn from, from, from your mistakes and, and from other, other, other people. Yeah. So let's talk about your philosophy real quick. Uh, a lot of people have different thoughts on this. You know, you have your old school ball in the hoop type type coaches, and then you have those that are really innovative. They want to use different types of equipment and do different types of forward thinking type training. Uh, what's your yeah. philosophy when it comes to, to to training your players? All right, so I'm, I'm gonna say this, and you know, um, you know, you have, you, you'll hear what I'm about to say. From what you just said. Um, my, you know, the philosophy is all of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's kind of like uh, it's bridging the whole hoops in the bucket toe coach to the innovative type, you know, trainers of the day. So it's the bridging of the, you know, the Bobby Knights and what they used to do to the <laughs> yeah. Gannon Bakers, Michael Lancasters, and the, you know, what I'm saying and 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 and, and all in the title refs and all of those today and bringing them all together and saying, okay, we need it all. Mm -hmm. um, so when you look at it, um, you know, there are some things that we can't throw away that Bobby Knight taught, you know right. what I'm saying? Or Whip Samuelson taught, or Dean Smith taught, or Coach K could talk, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you look at the innovation that the Michael Lancasters and the Tyler Reffs and the, the Damon Elitzers and those guys like that, and Gannon Bakers, and, and you know, they're, they're bringing in and in, in helping to um, um, utilize and catch the creativity of players today. Because one thing about players today is that, you know, saying all day they're either on their phones or in their in their games. And so I, I call it the I call it the thumbprint. What gets your thumbprint to stop? And what I mean by that, when you're scrolling, what gets you to hit that button and stop and look at something? Mm -hmm. And so what it is, is that sometimes we might have to bring some innovation type thing to the table to begin to be able to um, get the attention span or to spark the brain of these players. While at the same time, we can't get away from the foundations of why we do certain things or yeah. footwork, you know, ball handling, passing, proper passing techniques, uh, proper pivoting techniques. Um, so you, you learn how to merge it all to be able to reach a generation that has so much coming at them. And they're always looking for the next brightest and the next, you know, 
uh, um, thing that is, that is that's most enlightening. So my technique is, you know, after I get them in, you know, we're always going to make sure that condition is a part of their, um, their workouts. Um, we're going to make sure that a lot of repetition, uh, I believe in a lot of repetition. You know, you, you look at a lot of my workouts and what I do, uh, it's going to be a lot of repetition over and over and over again, because when you look at the books like Talent Code and different things like that, we learn that it takes 10,000 hours to become a more to become an expert at something. And my question is, how many times have kids gone into gyms and they worked on 20, 25 different things and left out not learning anything? Larry Bird said it, Larry Bird said it the best. He said, first, master the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. uh, so we once again, we're teaching kids how to do um, behind the back drag foots, whatever situation may be, and they don't even know how to pivot. You know what I'm saying? We're putting the cart before the horse. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, one, and you know, one thing that Kevin Eastman has always taught is the theory of two. Yeah, you know, we can take two minutes to teach a skill or a drill. It will take a player two weeks of constant work on those and focused work to get somewhat comfortable with that drill. It will take that player then two months of everyday focused workout to be able to get comfortable enough to utilize that in a game. So when you think about our workouts and our workout plans and different things like that, when we're giving, when we're bombarding, and I call this society that we're in right now, it's a, it not only is an instance gratification, but it's an overload society. We have so much information coming at us that we don't know how to, what I call, make it part of who we are. We don't know how to make that who we are because we have so much coming at us. We never take a time to take one thing and master it and become a master at that thing. And a lot of trainers, we teach that way. You know what I'm saying? We get in the gym and I mean, this kid and going through 50 different drills, ain't mastered anything. You worked on this for five minutes. You worked on this for two minutes. You worked on that for two minutes. Man, you had a good workout, you sweat, but what did you learn? Yep. What's sticking with you? What's sticking? And a lot of our training sessions don't have anything that stick. Yeah, I, I think, man, I, I, I agree with you in that, the, the old school and the new school. I think that uh, too much of anything can be a bad thing. So mm -hmm. if you're just strictly old, old school, you can mm -hmm. lose the attention of the, of the players. If you're too much of new school, then you may not, you may miss out on some important details um, that the players need. So you gotta understand when to do those things. Like for instance, with me, uh, years ago, I used to use tennis balls a lot. I don't use them as much anymore. Mm -hmm. But if I got a player and they're not getting something or if they seem to be getting bored, let me throw this yeah. at you. This is something yeah. to kind of, you know, wake you up a little bit, get you a little bit excited. You know, there's yeah. different things we can do. I got their attention. Um, they're mm -hmm. more concerned about, you know, mastering this drill, but at the same time, we're still working on some techniques and some skills. So you have yeah. to know when to, when to use, when to hold back, um, a yeah. little bit of, little bit of flavor, you know, not, not just all salt and pepper. You gotta put a little Larry's in there, a little oregano. <laughs> That's a little Mike Larry. <laughs> I'm a bad a boy, a little bit of Mike Larry. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta mix that in there, man. So you gotta have some yeah. flavor, man, because I was watching a guy the other day, he was doing some things on social media and I was kind of like, mm, you know, but I saw a couple of kids coming. They were like, oh, coach, that's tough. I love that. That's, you know, that's nice. I'm like, well, you know, if it gets their attention and it's something that yeah. they're wanting to do and you can relate it to the game 
and it, and the kids want to do it and it makes them want to work i can't you know i can't i can't i can't argue with that so you know uh yeah. but we got to be open-minded that's another thing too that's important yeah. we got to be open-minded when we come to that um so we talked about what you feel like uh, uh skill development how it's important to the game and what your definition is we talked about your philosophy what are some skills that you feel like players need to work on out you i know you've worked with players from you know youth players beginner players all the way up to nba are there some similarities or why don't you talk about some similarities that you would see the the highest level of players have to work on even to the younger younger youth players to have to work on what are some skills you think are important for players to really focus on once again, you know, one thing I always say is that it goes back to something that Larry Bird said, is master the fundamentals. When you think about NBA um, uh, tight workouts, it's not a whole lot of stuff that's being done. Right. <laughs> you know, when right. you really kind of think about it, yeah. they may spend 45 minutes in one spot, you know what I'm saying, working on one thing. They become masters of it. That's why they're getting paid what they're getting paid because they're expert. And when we talked about that to book the talent code, I'm gonna re, re, um, re, re, you know, refer back to it. It takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. And when we're looking at these guys on, you know, on TNT and, uh, and, and on ESPN, and we're looking at them and they're entertaining us and they're, they're doing their thing, man, these guys have put in hours and hours and hours and hours amount of time working on the same thing over and over and over and over again. And when you look at it, it's a lot of basic things, a lot of you know fundamental things. And then you look at um, Tim Grover, and when he was talking about how he used to train Michael Jordan, and you know saying trains that you know they reached out and trained on um, Kobe Bryant. These guys worked on footwork. They worked on you know, and you look at it, even with LeBron, you know, saying a lot of things that he's working on as he gets older. It goes back to a lot of things that was happening when he was you know really first getting the game, footwork, the basics. You know what I'm saying? Just just using the tools that you learn that you know saying you may have gotten away from, but you have to use those things as the as the athleticism tends to go back down. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or, or to draw down. You're not as athletic, you're not you can't jump as high. You're not running as as faster. You know, you look at Tim Duncan, David Robinson, those guys like that, the big fundamentalism. You know what I'm saying? You look at those guys as they got older, the the skill, the, the athleticism tend to go to draw back, but their skills they're honed on their skills and the basic and the fundamentals of the game more so what you know one thing that you see well is you know i start off at five years old or going all the way to the pros whatever situation is the fundamentals of the game don't never change you know what saying you're always going to need to work on ball handling pounding that drill ball harder um you know saying working on passes right hand left hand chest pass bounce pass all those kind of things like that those things are still engrafted in the game in the teams that uh and i, I think that if i'm not mistaken you even put out a tweet the other day or last week, something it's like, would you rather have um, a, a team yep. that's that's high talent or something? And I, might, I might be mixing up a high talent, you know, low athleticism or a team that's low athleticism, no big high athleticism and no talent. Which one would you want? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, one thing that you, you know, those athletic guys, you know what I'm saying? When you come, when they matching up against those skilled guys, you know what I'm saying? No skill guys got that ball and they running back doors and running solid picks and different things like that. And they can't, they can't, their athleticism can't, 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 can't um, negate that. They have some problems. 
know what I'm saying? Then you got skilled guys that knows how to, um, you know, ice the screen or, or blitz the screen or situation, right? They, they know how to think the game. Yeah. Those athletic guys, and they know how to box out and keep those skilled guys, you know, those athletic guys, don't they don't let them get in the air, but they keep them down, you know what I'm saying, on the floor. Those guys, those athletic guys get frustrated. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, you start looking at, um, and I'm about to hit on something else, but you start looking at it, like how much, how far can your athleticism take you? All right. right. You think think about it, uh, you know, as you get older, a lot of cats settle into roles. I know we um, look at the game now as there's positionless basketball, but you still settle into your role. Because when you think about it, there's only, whether you're in college and once you get to the pros, there's only a certain amount of superstars on the team. There's only a certain amount of guys that's going to get the majority of the shots. And that's what they do. Everybody else has to be an expert in their role. And so when you think about that, whether your role, like a Ben was back in the day, rebounding, playing defense and robbing and those kind of guys, you know, you're not going to go in there. You know, they don't, you know, you know, they don't need your scoring. If you get a rebound offensive bucket and put it back up, that's fine. But you begin to master boarding and if trajectory of the ball in the shot like that. So, you know, those skills, the basic skills uh, that we're learning young, I see those guys, even when they get to the pros, they still working on those things. So, you know, it's like, once again, I, as I said, when I first started this portion of the, the question, once again, it's like Larry Bird said, we got to master the fundamentals and the fundamentals, the foundation of the game never goes away. Yeah, I think a lot of kids, when they see stuff on social media and they see uh, Jason Tatum and triple threat and he's jab stepping, hard dribble to the left, step back, crossover into a pull-up, you know, when you're 10, 11, 12 years old and you're looking up to this player and you want to go out and mimic that. I did that. My man, when I was growing up, was Tim Hardaway. You know, the yeah. step two step. I loved it. I mean, like, I am I implemented some of his stuff in my game when he used to come down on the wing and go hard between the legs and pull up and shoot. I yeah. spent hours outside trying to master that. You know, but um, it comes down to to the fundamentals, like you were saying. Um, A lot of times kids don't understand for Jason Tatum or LeBron or Westbrook or James Harden or Kyrie, for them to be able to do some of the things that they're doing, they have a solid foundation. Yeah. And we have to establish that foundation. So what I tell a lot of players is, I say, how big of a house you want? If you want to a one-story house, your foundation has to be a certain size. But if you're wanting yeah. a skyscraper, we got to dig deep, deep into the ground, deep. lay a, a real strong foundation. Because if that foundation yeah. is not strong and you're trying to build these skills up here, you're going to crumble. The moment you have some adversity, you're going to crumble. So I think that's something yeah. players got to remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah. let's get into something else real quick. I got two more, two more questions for you, man, and we'll wrap this thing up. Um, I'm mm-hmm. real big on player-coach relationships. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it don't matter, man, how much you know. If, if you don't have a good relationship with that player, then there won't be any trust. If there's no mm-hmm. trust, there's no buy-in. So talk a little bit about how you establish player-coach relationships with, with the different players that you train. Uh, it's 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 with it's it's real it's one simple word and it's with uh, any relationship that you're trying to build on off the court. It's all about time. How much time are you spending investing into that relationship? And you know, you know, as you spend time in that relationship, um, you know, things just begin to evolve from there. 
and you begin to get that player's trust and you begin to um, see their, their you know, and, and, and I always say this, no one knows how much you know until they know how much you care. Yep. Kevin Eastwood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. And yep. so, you know, it, it, it's like once you once you begin to, because I mean, I've had some kids, man, that, you know, people feel like, man, that nobody can reach them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's like, and then they ask me like, man, what did you do? How did you get to the kid? I was like, man, I just showed the kid that I care about him. You know what I'm saying? And from there, it's like the kid can, you know what I'm saying? He'll, he, he might be a hothead over here, but you know what I'm saying? When I come around and get in a situation, everything calms down. Yeah. Because the thing is this, I'm not concerned about, okay, he might be a top 25 kid in the country, but that's not where our relationship is established Thanks. on. It's established yeah. on the fact that, you know what I'm saying? I care about him as a person. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and from there, you know, everything else builds from there. And so he can, he trusts that I care about him more than I care about results that he, results that he's bringing on the court. Uh, so when you think about that, you know, one thing about leadership is that a leader's uh, influence diminishes the moment that his followers or her followers begin to think that the leader is more concerned about results than they, do, they, than they are of them. And so when you think about that prime example, when you look at what happened last Sunday with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, and they took Jalen Hurts out and put the other quarterback in and Coach Peterson lost a lot of, you know, respect from those that were within, within the organization, within, within his players. Because you think about this, if, if, if Coach would have told them, you know, going into the, going into the week Monday, they look, this is the game plan, this is what I'm going to do, then you know, cool, we got to understand it. But you get in the game, and you know how it is, man. And most most players, when they if they've gone the whole week practicing and all of this, and then when we get to the game, man, we might, we here, we might as well put our heart into it and try to win this thing. Yeah. Now that's how, you know, if you're competitive and you're a real athlete, that's how you are. Yeah. And so now we, we sweating, we bleeding, we, we, we doing this thing. And now you, you, you do this. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to think about, you know what I'm saying? What's the mindset behind what he did? And there was a lack of communication, obviously, from everything that we're seeing being reported out of that. But, you know what I'm saying? If he just would have had that communication and that time spent with his players or whoever is the, uh, the leader in the locker room and, and built that uh, understanding through communication, then, you know what I'm saying, we wouldn't be looking at that situation. So what I'm saying in, in regards to player, coach and player relationships, the best kind of, the best ones are those that, have time under their belt. And one thing that you see sometimes with even with Coach Cal in Kentucky, um, you know, he has he he does a marvelous job with what he does and the system and the culture that he has because he has those kids for a very short amount of time. And you know, saying he develops those relationships in a very short amount of time. And when you look back, a lot of those kids, they kind of look back into to what you know Coach Cal is, you know, can I don't know the kind of relationship they have once they kind of leave a situation, but you know, you look at the um, you know, some of the bet, some of the some of the high profile coaches that once once they those players get an NBA or get in life and then they begin to um, um, refer back to those coaches, you can you can see how much that coach meant to that player. And that was built through time that was built through care and concern about the individual and not just the person on the court. Yep, You got to look at them as human beings, not just the athlete, not just. You know, like you said, the top 25 kid, you know, you have to really spend time to get to know them off the court, yeah. away from basketball. 
And then other yeah. interests. I have other kids, you know, especially young kids that play other sports. And yeah. so I talk to them about those sports. You know, hey, you had a baseball tournament last weekend. How did that go? Did you hit a home run? Did you strike anybody out? Um, but then you know, also it, it, you can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I, I try to do, T, is, um, you know, if they do it in lacrosse or they in soccer, you know, football, I try to get out and go to those games. You know, mm -hmm. if my schedule allows and permits, I try to get out there and actually go. Now, I might not know nothing about lacrosse, but you know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened? When I get in the car and walk away and driving away and that kid gets in the car and coach was there, and if I didn't get a chance to speak to him or whatever situation, they're calling and they are so excited that yeah. I came to their yeah. game. So when they come to training again, you know what I'm saying, or AU seasons rolls back around, man, that kid will run through a brick wall for you. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because it shows that I care about them and not just basketball and not just during their training time when they're with me. And so, like I said, you know, I try to I try to spend as much as I, time that I possibly can, you know, with kids um, outside of, you know, outside of the game. Now, you know, once you start getting to a place where you got so many kids in your program, it's yeah. hard. But you, know, you try to maximize time with them and try to um, whether you send them encouragement cards like during um during finals, I'll sit down and I'll write them cards. You know, I try to get out at least, you know, when they're taking high school finals, you know, I try to send them out at least, I try to send out at least 25 cards, mail them, I, you know, handwritten cards yeah. to mail. Good luck on your exams this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's a kid that's in that's in college, you know what I'm saying? You know, nowadays, you know, you know, you got, um, you know, avenues and ways on your phones to set up reminders and different things like that. So it's like every two weeks, my guys in college, my girls in college, what I try to do is I have timers and reminders for each and every one of them. When that reminder goes off, bam, I just shoot, stop what I'm doing right then, and I send them a text. Hey, how's it going? How's your season? Whatever situation may be. I try to make sure I kind of, you know, certain days on my calendar, I put on there, a look at certain, this player's stats. Look, you know what I'm saying? So I go back and look over the last past couple of days and see what's going on, and I'm hit them up. Hey, what's going on? I see that you didn't shoot well. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to pros, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at film see something happens, you know, they got injured or something, bam, I'm reaching out, you know, saying all those kind of things like that. So it's about just showing that you care and being, watch this now, word that I kind of use, just being consistent. Consistent. Yep. That's the big word. That's the big word, consistent. And and if you're organized, you can be consistent, you know, yeah. sending those text messages. And man, I can tell you that uh, it means a lot to those kids. It really do. Yeah. It means a lot to them. Because like you say, it shows that, that you care. Uh, mm -hmm. And you mentioned film, so this transitions right into our last question. Um, yeah. Using film for individual development. Yeah. How how do you like to use film for individual development, and how can players view film to help them mm -hmm. as an individual be successful within their team system? Oh man, I always tell parents, especially you know middle school, high school kids, and I'm working out ways easier for college because they understand and once they get to college and the pros, you already know film is, is very vital. But middle school and, and, and high school kids, um, you'll be amazed at how many still don't watch film even in high school level. But however, what I tell parents all the time and I tell kids that are not close to me logistically um, in proximity, but you know saying, you know, right with, with, with technology and everything. So the way that it is, we have no excuse why we can't be watching games and helping kids and, and you know, with what's going on in their season. So like I tell parents around me that's close, you know, you need to control the film. You know what I'm saying? Several reasons why I say that is because one reason um, you control the film that is readily available so that, you know, I can watch it 
you know what I'm saying, and begin to help. So if you don't, if you come to me and say, you know, he, he or she had a bad game and I ask you, well, what happened? Well, I don't know. He just had a bad game. You know what I'm saying? Well, well you know what I'm saying? Where, where the film at? Well, I got to try to get it from the coach. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and a lot of that, you know, hinders, you know, the, the improvement plan that we can put in place. You know what I'm saying? So now I have a lot of my parents, they either hire somebody or they, you know what I'm saying? Cause this is what I get most time. I I'm too, I'm too excited. I'm too, I'm screaming and I can't do it. Well, you know, somebody else to do it or, you know what I'm saying? Work out something where after each game you can get access to that film. I know we have photo and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, so it's just, it's important. So, but what I'm saying is uh, what I do as far as even with skill development, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? If it's an individual session, you know, we'll sit down and go a good 10, 15 minutes before we even touch a ball of just watching film, watching either their film or watching, okay, look, this is something we're about to work on today. And I look at, I pull up some either from a Nike skills clinic. I mean, come on, man, we got so much film right here today. Yeah. Um, the, um, the, the organization that does all the videos, the, I can't remember the name on right now, but I got so many of them, I got them. Uh, here it is, yeah. The um, coaches, championship production i got so many of these yeah. just sitting around my championship production i mean we got so many different things and i use i use these all the time right i just pulled they happen to pull this one out do basketball creating a championship guard you know what i'm saying i'll sit down and we'll probably look you know we'll you know some of my guys at the guards level we'll sit down and we'll go through a good 10 15 minutes or something that's in this in, in this, this this cd before we even get to our own court work so we're watching films watching what other people do watching what you know saying not the, the the not so glamorous things that you see right. on youtube um yeah. that these kids did and working on basically the fundamentals within their their own you know saying practices at their schools and so when we do those things when we learn those and we learn and we teach them how to be students of the game and not just spectators of the game when then we're then we're increasing their 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 basketball iq and yeah. we're teaching them the importance of you know saying okay now when they're going to watch the Lakers and Memphis game last night. Now, instead of just spectating, they're saying, okay, I see how AD got open. Yep. Now it's a different way that they watch the game. Okay. I see how, I see why, I see why LeBron had to, 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 to make that move, cross them over right there to set up AD. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now mm -hmm. they understand they have a better perspective so that when they're watching, you know, saying college basketball or watching high level basketball in high school or the other pros, they're looking at it at a completely different way. And then also at the same time, when you see uh, you, you look, you, you pull out a, a tape and it has, you know, saying Carmelo Anthony in it from Syracuse when they was, you know, saying Jim Bayham was doing something championship production and they saw Carmelo working on some basic fundamental stuff in practice. Oh man, come on, man. <laughs> you you but you getting buy-in right now hey man you know you ain't working hard you saw that film we just looked through man you saw how hard carmelo was working on on the basics and now it's something it, it's tool for your teaching yeah. and so that's what we got to do man we got to be able to use all the resources that we possibly can and like i said you know a lot of lot, just recently last week um i was working on something with a kid um uh, the, the the wrong foot layup um you know and, and you know we know Kyrie does it you know and, you know yeah. And plus, Kyrie got that ball on the string. Um, so I pulled out, I stopped the entire workout. I said, all right, let's go. Let's sit down. Pulled up my iPad. We got down. We sat down for about 20 minutes just watching, just YouTube and Kyrie, watching his wrong foot layups, and then also watching how he how tight he got that ball. So yeah. when we got back on the court, finished that, got back on the court, the kid was so locked in. Yeah. 
So once again, it goes back to the resources that we talked about earlier about what we need. Do we pull the old school with the new school? We need it all because you never know what you need in order to get your point across. And great teachers know how to at their disposal to be able to maximize the, the learning curve of each player that they come to. And because this is the thing, T, and you know this, each kid that we that that comes to us, each one of them, each kid that comes is a different kid. Different. Their, yeah. their, their, their motivations are different. Yep. What drives them is different. The yep. reason why they're coming to you is different. So you've got to spend that time, find out what's this kid. Now, now overall vision, okay, I want to get better. But each one of them has a different reason and motivation behind their purpose and, and agenda in life. Yep. And so once again, going back to it, man, film is important. And then also at the same time, it helps us to, to, to help grow that kid in so many different ways. So it's very important that we uh, begin, that we as trainers, coaches, uh, understand, especially those in the, in, the, in the grassroots basketball, understand how to teach film. Because it's one thing just to put it on and watch it and say, look, you see that? That's what I'm talking about. You need to do that. But it's another thing to sit down and be like, okay, this is why he did that. Yep. Because we got a lot of them that just sit down and be like, you see that? All right, that's yep. what we're trying to do. That's what we need to be doing. But it's yep. a different thing to be able to sit down and say, hey, look, this is why they're doing that. This is, you know, this is why we're going to be working on this. This right here, this one skill right here, this is in this one drill is how we um how how we're going to implement it into our game plan. And this is another thing that I do. I know you said you mentioned that I do a lot of things one thing that i do for a lot of um high schools and colleges you know i don't know is that um i, I get you know with the coaches we kind of look over a lot of things which they're trying in that season and what i do is i begin to build drills for them that fits their system yeah. um and so you know that that's one thing that um trainers another aspect because things think about it man especially when it comes to um or, or uh, schools that don't have the budget Right, a schools that's working with limited amount of coaches, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and you 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 have to work some type of deal out or, or kind of you know what I'm saying bargain or or barter with one another yeah. to be able to help. You get something out of it, they're getting something out of it, and this is just it's a great way to bring together the entire community to at the end of the day help those kids in that program. Yeah, man. Anybody that's listening, man, just listening to that. Um, it's a lot of lot of lot of gems drop right there, you know. So y'all, <laughs> you know, I ain't writing nothing down, but I'm telling you, when I go back, when I go back and listen, man, plenty of quotes, plenty of stuff for uh, coaches to learn from that. You know, um, film, man, is something I've really been getting, trying to get into more here lately. Um, you know, I I've learned how to watch film. My dad is, you know, when I was growing up, showing me how to to do different things and he would show, he would tell me to do something or show me something in the game. And then when they, he would wait till the replay is shown because back yeah. then we didn't have DVRs, you know? So yeah. he would tell me like, look, you see what he did right here? You see how he dropped his shoulder? You see how he went hard left and then crossed over? Um, so yeah. I kind of learned from him. I never had a coach growing up that would show mm -hmm. me specifically how to watch film. But I would learn mm -hmm. from watching learn watching film from watching the NBA or watching college games. And when those commentators would break down those plays, like they're mm -hmm. showing you how to watch film. You just have to really be paying attention to it. Now, one thing, exactly. one thing that I have learned or one thing that I've started doing is breaking down my players' games. 
and I would use voiceover. So I have an app that I use. I'd find a clip, keep it about 35, 40, 45 seconds, maybe a minute. And it depends on what the situation is. And I would yeah. draw on it, speak over it. And then I will put it on my, on my website and give them the link to go in and look at on their own. And then yeah. when we get together, we talk about it. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, I might pull it up while we're at the gym, like you say, before the session, after the session, and just talk about it so they can mm -hmm. see it and be able to uh, to get that information. Uh, yeah. So before you go, pull up. I have to go ahead. No, what would you finna say? Now I was trying to pull up my app that I have actually to do that exact same thing. It's actually called. Um, it's actually called. Um, let me see. I'm pulling it up now. It is um just to kind of give a resource. It's called CMV. It's a CMV, CMV free. Oh. Yeah, CMV, and I'll send it to you so you can put it in the link. Um, but I use the exact same thing. And like I said, you know, one thing is um actually is um the name of it is Coach My Video, Coach My Video, and you can look in the apps and you know you can pull it up and it's Coach My Video. Uh, I use the you know um I pay for the the subscription portion of it, but it's a free version of it as well that you know you can actually get. And one thing that um, anybody, one of the, you know, guys that I've been working with, you know, I, you, as you know, as you see here, man, I try to build relationships, whether it's John Lucas, you know what I'm saying, whether, you know what I'm saying, whatever situation may be, I try to build relationships with trainers, because I mean, I think that it is important that we we don't burn bridges and we're all in this thing for the same reason, man, it's, it's important that we help strengthen one another, because what I may not have, you might have, you know what I'm saying, and once, you know, it's important that we, we stick together. Now, you know, one of my guys that you know, I work close hand in hand with his name is Corey Harris. He's over in China right now, but yeah. he um, does, he's, he's excellent as far as, as far as um, uh, video breakdown and things like that. And I mean, I've had him, you know, a lot of kids, you know what I'm saying? I tell them to go, hey, look, reach out to my guy, you know what I'm saying? He'll help you with this thing right there. Because sometimes to be honest with you, I just don't have time, but I can't leave that kid where he is. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? That's why it's important that we have resources and we have other people and other trainers that we can, you know, send um, send people to because the thing is, at the end of the day, man, you know, we're all in this together, you know, and, and we're trying to get the, the kids to the next level and to, to improve the game, to improve the game overall. It's going to take high school coaches, AAU coaches, and trainers working together to make this happen. And one, and the final thing about video breakdown, one thing that you said, man, I love listening to Hubie Brown and Jay oh, Billis. Yeah. Yeah. commentary yeah you know what i'm saying and I, you know in, in these kids you know kids day i try to tell them i said okay this is what i want you to do you know what i'm saying you know and this i tell them to dvr the game watch it you know whatever you got to do and then this is what i tell them then I, when you get some time just listen to the game without watching it but listen to hubie mm. and jay billis commentate the game without actually watching what's going on and then once you do that Go back and watch the game while they're commentating again and see how 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 your mental aspect of the game grows just from listening to two of those two of the one well, I believe is two of the best in the game right now when it comes to commentary. Man, listen, some of these coaches, uh, I'm not as crazy as you know about some of the players that are commentating nowadays. <laughs> uh, and some players, man, it just some players are just great players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, just, they were just great players, but they can't really break the game down and teach the game. Um, yeah. But Hubie Brown, man, like, I love hearing him. Um, 
I I prefer to watch NBA over college. I don't watch as much as much college as I as I used to. But Hubie Brown, man, I, I love hearing him. I love hearing uh, Jeff Van Gundy. He's, he's you know, yeah. you know, a little funny, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, him and Mark Jackson, man. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Mark Jackson, man, because you know they've coached, they've been in the yeah. league, they've seen it from the other side of the you know different perspective than the player, um, and they can just really break it down and give you those those techniques. And while they're telling you this. They're telling you about a player uh, in that particular situation, but then they're also, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, they're talking about their strengths. They're talking about their weaknesses. Oh, you can't let yeah. you can't let Tim Duncan turn over his left shoulder and and watch yeah. how he put him in jail. And and he remember <laughs> earlier tonight he hit him with the baby hook. This time he got him with the up and under. And you know it's just yeah. those little gems that you got to pick up. But you have to be you have to be paying attention. And I tell players all the time, there's a difference between looking at film and watching mm-hmm. film. A lot of times yeah. players are just looking, but they're not really paying attention to what's going on and what's being said. You have to be watchful and be intentful with what you're trying to consume when, they, when that information is being given. So, yeah. so that's, that's, that's real good. Uh, so, man, before you go, do you have any tips or any additional tips? You gave a lot of advice today, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody that's, that's listening, they're really paying attention, um, should have picked up some, some really good gems. Um, but if you have anything else you want to share, if not, man, you can go ahead and tell everybody how they can get in contact with you and um, how they can follow you on social media. Oh, man, you know, really, man, it's it's not much, man. I mean, we could be sitting here, man. We can we can do this all day, man, because, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you know, I, <laughs> yeah. As you see, I kind of talk a lot, man. I kind of, you know, get on a tangent, man. I, I'm rolling, man, because, I mean, like I said, man, we can do this all, all day, man. You know what I'm saying? And I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on your show and uh, just talk, talk, you know, just chalk it up with you, man. And it's just been a, a blessing for me to be able to get into the into this industry as far as, you know, this realm, because I know it's needed. And um, because there's a lot of stuff out there that I listen to sometimes, I'd be like, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, you yeah. know, it's, I, I've mentioned a lot of names out there, man, the guys that um, that are really doing it big time, man. When you look from Gannon Baker, Kevin Eastman, um, you know, Tyler Ralph, um, Corey Harris, yourself, man, um, the point three alphas, John Lucas and what he has going out there in Houston, uh, Michael Lancaster, all those guys, Damon List, those guys like that, man, you know, that, there's a lot of good teaching going on, man. And so I know that the game of basketball is real, is in real, some real good hands. Um, but just to let you know, man, I, um, you and I are part of the Point Three Basketball Alpha Program. Uh, so I just want to put a plug in to Point Three Basketball, www.point3basketball.com. Some of the best gear in regards to basketball that you ever get yeah. from the shorts, the shirts, and things like that, tight. So make sure you go out and check that out. And just, you know, also at the same time, in regards to what I do, and um, you know, I do a lot of um, camps. You know, um, I still do a lot of you know, go in and, and run the skill development portion of camps and evaluate camps. And uh, right now, I'm the lead um, director of Prep Hoops Next of the Southeast Region, and I do a lot of covering of the middle school um, 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 grassroots basketball. And so, if you're in the Southeast Region and you need, um, and you have some some kids that on the middle school level um, that you're trying to get some 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 notice in regards to it wants to get them eval and see where they're at you know saying make sure you hit me up in regards to that my website is um triple w terry drake basketball.com again that's triple w 
terrydrakebasketball.com. You can check me out on uh, Instagram at ITJDrake. Again, that's at ITJDrake. And then on Twitter is um, TDrakeBasketball, uh, at TDrakeBasketball. And when you spell it, it's T-D-R-A-K, no E, um, that's B-ball. Uh, so just take a look and look me up. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. You can DM me or whatever, reach out to me. Um, you know, you can reach out however you want to. TJ, you got my number. If anybody ever reach out to you, you contact me, please share the number. And I'll be more than happy to assist however I can. Once again, man, I appreciate you allowing me to come on your show. It's been an absolutely uh, amazing time. Hope you'll have me back you know, sometime in the future. I'm here available to you. And uh, anything I can do to help, you know what I'm saying, continue to, um, the, the, the business, man, I'm here for you.